0: Hello and welcome to Leadership Behaviours Unpacked. This is the last podcast of the year and today I wanted to talk to you about a topic that is often focused on as we approach the end of a year and move into the next and that is the topic of goal setting. For some of us uh, that starts with us actually turning our thinking towards New Year's resolutions and our intentions for the year ahead. And these are often a mixture of personal, career, or if you're self-employed, then business goals too. I first posted a blog about this back in December 2018. But I wanted to share it again here on the podcast and reflect on some of my thinking that's changed since then. One of the reasons that I really want to talk about this is that as we start to reflect on what we've achieved in the past year and start to look forward, We don't want these goals and resolutions to be just short term. So quite often they start to drift off into the ether before we've even got to the end of January. So how can we ensure that our goals are the things that we really want to happen and not just a short list of statements that we feel we have to make as we approach the new year and then we just forget about Or we write down similar ones at the end of next year because actually they're still the things that we think we should do, but we haven't actually done them. So one of the things that I often talk about with clients, and it's something I think is really important, is that when we start to think about new goals and paths, that we want these to be the things that we're really passionate about, things we're committed to making a reality and that we're driven to do the hard work that will make the change something worth doing and the goal something worth achieving. Back in 2018, when I wrote the article about this, it was because a friend had given me a book as a Christmas present and inside it was a beautiful postcard which had a poem on it. The poem is by Portia Nelson and it's called An Autobiography in Five Short Chapters. And I'd like to share that with you now. Autobiography in Five Short Chapters by Portia Nelson. One. I walk down the street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I am lost. I am hopeless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. 2. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place, but it isn't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. 3. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it's there. I still fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. I get out immediately. 4. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. 5. I walk down another street. This poem is taken from Portia Nelson's book called There's a Hole in My Sidewalk. And this poem struck a massive chord for me. My coaching practice is rooted in the belief that every client is naturally creative, they're resourceful and they're whole. So they are capable of finding their own answers to the challenges they face. In coaching, we often talk about the hooks and triggers which lead clients to behave in a certain, often habitual way, and this can often be quite an unhelpful way for for the person. And when I think about my coaching approach, the holes in the sidewalk of the poem, for me, they represent those unhelpful thinking patterns and behaviours that we adopt when a really deeply embedded trigger occurs. And these triggers are rooted in our values and our beliefs and our assumptions about the world around us. And these kind of triggers occur in a wide variety of situations and these might include high levels of stress, the desire to impress in a work meeting when you're feeling a bit overwhelmed, a competitive situation, fear of failure and for many, even fear of success can be a trigger. To avoid falling or as we sometimes do, leaping into the holes in our own sidewalks, we need to identify what those triggers are and the habits that emerge from them. Because once we understand those triggers, then we can start to spot the holes and we can skid to a halt in front of them or edge gingerly around the outside. And this is the first step to making choices and decisions that will actually help us to move along a different path so to create real sustainable changes we need to rethink how we engage with our lives every day to be able to take that different path so the one without the holes in the middle of it I also read an article recently by another coach who shared an interesting reflection on the way many of us plan, how we set goals and how we actually lead our lives. And they talked about many of us living life and approaching it as if it's an endurance event. And that whilst enduring can get us far, they question if that's what life is actually for. And this interested me as particularly my kind of past life where I've been really really driven both in a work and career perspective but also in a sort of endurance sport world and it made me kind of really stop and think okay so to let go of that belief that almost exhaustion and achievement is the key and allowing a new one to emerge so one that's and more deeply rooted in love and in joy is actually quite scary. And I think it takes more courage than actually going, continuing down a route that's about punishment and endurance. And the thoughts they shared really challenged my thinking about how we go about planning what we want to achieve in our lives and our business and creating a path that is truly meaningful to us and not just another stage in the endurance of life. I did a podcast um, episode earlier in the year about imposter syndrome and this remains probably the most common topic that clients bring to coaching. For some, it's an annoying gremlin character chatting away on their shoulder. For others, it can be absolutely crippling to their confidence and leads them to set goals that are either way outside what's achievable and therefore feeds into that kind of fear of success piece they can be incredibly self-punishing or they are at the opposite end of that spectrum where actually they are so tiny that actually there's no risk of them failing and when these kind of characters and feelings are taken into the process of goal setting then they can become very large potholes on the path to success. There is a great book called Taming Your Gremlin, a surprisingly simple method for getting out of your own way. It's by a guy called Rick Carson, and it's a book that I often recommend to clients if that sort of annoying gremlin voice is something that gets in your way. So quietening down that negative self-talk as well as being clear about the aspects of your world that you can actually influence and control is key. We want our goals, whether they're personal ones or those for our businesses, to be stretching. So think of it as almost like expanding your comfort zone, like it's kind of encased in an elastic band and just being able to kind of stretch that wider and wider, but there's no risk of it bursting. And part of that is about also recognising what we can't control and letting that go because often that desperation to control the uncontrollables is what can become overwhelming. So with all of this in mind, I would urge you to consider several things when you're starting to think about the goals that you want to set for the future. The first thing is to Challenge yourself to think about if you could be anywhere and achieve anything you wanted in the next year, what would you do? And secondly, what would you have in your life if you reached these goals? And think beyond just, well, I'd have more money or I'd have more time. Think about what you would actually have in terms of the emotions that you'd feel, what that would mean for you beyond just some of the immediate thoughts? And thirdly, what is the first step that you can take to work towards that? And by thinking and breaking it down in this way, you can start to identify some of the goals that would make the biggest difference in your life. And it doesn't matter how big these feel initially. So if you were to kind of write down, okay, I'm going to write a book and somewhere in your head, you're thinking, I'm not sure that's feasible kind of in the next 12 months. Well, when is it feasible? And actually, if you could do that, what would it give you? And when then thinking about those steps, it's like, okay, if you don't have the time to do that right now, what can you do? So for that particular example, it might be around writing an article. You might share that on a website. You might share it on LinkedIn. You might share it on Facebook. You might not share it. But actually, it's about thinking about that first step that you can make because that's often the most important. And once you've started to identify some of these goals... Think about your journey to reach them and identify any likely holes that will be on your path. And it's really important that you do this step last. And many of you might have heard the term um, appreciative inquiry, which is a really interesting process that often businesses adopt, but look it up personally because it can make a massive difference to your thinking patterns and behaviours. By thinking about what's possible before you start to unpick it but at the end it's worth thinking about okay what are those holes likely to be your thinking patterns and behaviors which may have stopped you achieving your goals in the past think about what are the triggers that are likely to lead you to those holes really think about some of your thinking patterns that may occur because the thinking patterns are the triggers for your behavior And understanding and noticing those enables you to make choices about different behaviour. And then finally, what do you need to do to create a new path without those holes in the road? So there are loads of tools and processes out there to help us set goals and to help us to stick to them. The two that work for me are having a simple template to capture my plans and goals. And secondly, having an accountability partner. And actually, they're a bit of a circle because for me as well, I'll talk about the accountability partner second, but actually, they offer another person that will hold me to account to actually write any goals down in the first place. So firstly, how do you capture your plans and goals? I'm going to share a really simple methodology. It's one that's used by Jess Helens who's founder of Wild Coworking and she was a really recent guest on the podcast. So if you haven't listened to Jess talk then I would suggest you go find that podcast and take a listen because she is incredibly inspirational. And taking a clear approach to goal setting is something that she encourages all Wild members to do. And the template she shares has three main sections to it. And I'm going to talk about them in reverse, actually, because they make sense for me in this way. But actually, week to week, we kind of flip them over. So the way that I would approach it at this time of year is to think about, okay, number one, what goals do you have for the coming 12 months? So broken down by months. So thinking about the process that I talked about before, Now you're coming to capture these. So what are those goals for the next 12 months? And can you break those down across the months? This allows you to move to step two, which is actually your plan for your next three months. So you're breaking this down by quarters. So they're sort of bite-sized pieces. And also you're able to really think about what you can achieve in that certain time. And the third section is your goals and intentions for the week ahead. And the reason this is flipped because when it comes to the goals and intentions for the week ahead, it's really important that you're able to split these into business and personal goals. Now, loads of these overlap. So, it's very rare that we have a really clear goal for our business that doesn't in some way impact us personally or vice versa. And it's important that we are conscious of that overlap. So, every week the goals and intentions for the coming week are refreshed. The intention word here is really, really key. And it's about how do you want to be in the coming week? And this word is really key for me in linking back to avoiding holes in the path ahead. There are way more complex processes for business planning. But actually, this is a really simple tool that I think works on a personal and sole trader level really, really well. And the method kind of leads me into the second part of um, this, which is about your accountability partner. If you've been listening to the podcasts from the start, you may remember an early guest, which was a friend of mine, Nick Cramp. And he works with, growing businesses and he introduced me to the concept of an accountability partner a couple of years ago and Nick was the first accountability partner that I actually had. So we were each other's weekly touch point to help set goals and intentions for the week. We often did some bigger sessions together to help plan goals and create plans for our businesses for the coming Year and years. But actually, the weekly discipline for me was absolutely critical, where we would actually be really clear about those intentions um, for the week. And importantly, reflect back on the week before. So, did it go to plan? If not, why not? And what had I actually learned? And what was I actually going to do next? And as part of Wild, Jess does this as a weekly session for any Wild member that wants to join and I would really urge you to find a group like wild or a person who can be that accountability partner for you they are they are people or or a person that is challenging and supportive in equal measure. And it's always a really good check in for your gremlin taming work, because there's nothing like somebody else's interpretation of what you're saying to make you go, "Mm, okay," and actually think about whether that's real. So we've covered quite a lot. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found it interesting. Portia Nelson's poem is in a blog in the resources section of my website if you would like to read it again. I'd love to know more about your own experiences of setting goals, goals that you're passionate about and that create a new path for you without the fear of potholes from the usual triggers. Please let me know what you think about any of the things that I've talked about. And if you would like more information about how working with a coach, and that doesn't have to be me as that coach, I'd love to know more about your own experiences of setting goals, goals that you're really passionate about and how you create a new path that is one for you without the fear of falling into holes along the way from the usual triggers that are there for you please let me know what you think and if you'd like more information about how working with a coach can really help you to define and to reach your goals and to deal with issues that you may have around imposter syndrome or just quietening that little voice on your shoulder that's kind of got a bit out of hand then please please get in touch thank you very much